Hi everyone, my name is Sarah. Welcome to my podcast, Diary of a Daisy Girl. I am buzzing to be doing this podcast. I feel it's very important to be able to talk freely about everything and anything. I'm using this platform to discuss the issues that are taboo or just not openly discussed about in the South Asian community. I'm going to be sharing some content over on my socials on the topics that I will be discussing, hoping that this will help others as well as myself. No topic is off limits here, believe me. from a diary of a daisy girl. Welcome to my first ever episode of my podcast. I am so excited about doing this, even more excited about the subject that I've picked today, which is affairs. Affairs in the South Asian community. Why I've picked this? Well, let's be honest, we all know someone who's had an affair or someone that's been cheated on. The issue of affairs is so widespread among the Asian community, yet we brush it under the carpet. So I thought, why not use this platform to discuss the issues and why it's such a taboo subject. Please get in touch with us if you have had an affair or you've been on the receiving end of an affair. We'd love to hear your story. Thing is anonymous, so please don't be afraid to come forward. We just want to get a discussion going, so please contact us on our socials. I'm going to start off with the different types of affairs because believe it or not, there's not just one or two. I think there's quite a few things that I would class as an affair or maybe even stepping over that line, you know, of boundaries that you've got. So I think you've got like sexting, you know, you're texting someone, sexy messages, nudes, someone that's obviously not your partner, you're flirting with them. That's another one. You're flirting. So you're showing sexual interest, tension to someone else who's not your partner. Would you be acting like this if your partner was sat with you? If the answer is no, then you're obviously crossing a line. Another one is physical. So it's just a physical attraction that you've got with someone. It's lust. It's just about the sex. So you go out and it's not necessarily with one person. So you could be having sex with different people, having one night stands, having a booty call, you know, That's a physical attraction you've got. I think lastly, I would probably say it's an emotional emotional affair where you've built up a relationship. So you've started talking to someone and it starts off as friends or even work colleagues, you know, and you're having a conversation, you know, you kind of find out that you've got a lot more in common. It becomes, you have a deeper, deeper connection and then it turns into something physical. And the next minute, you know, you're having a full-blown relationship, which would be classed as an affair because you've already got a wife or a husband at home. I think it becomes difficult for you to leave that affair because it's so emotional. Your feelings are more involved in this type of affair rather than, you know, like the physical ones, like the one night stands or, you know, the texting and stuff. There's nothing, you know, it's not, you're not emotionally connected to this. Whereas an affair, it's another relationship in parallel to the one that you've already got. So we've established the different types of affairs there are. I'm going to discuss why, why people will choose to go and have an affair. I remember reading this quote, somewhere it was affairs don't start in the bedroom they start with a conversation and I thought yeah 
I totally, totally believe that. Unless it's a physical thing, it's you're a sex addict and you just want to get it on, then that quote totally doesn't represent you at all. But if we look into why people could be going out and having affairs, you've got, I think the kind of general one would be you're having intimacy issues at home. So you're not getting enough sex or it's not good sex or, you know, your partner's tired all the time, you know. So you go out and you're trying to find that from somewhere else. You go and, you know, strike up a conversation with someone and you just want that physical physical attention because so, you're not getting it at home, so you go and find it from someone else. You're married, you have kids. It's not just about, you know, you and your husband or your husband and your wife anymore. You've got kids, so you're, you know, you've got this mundane life where you're at work, you're at come home, you're sorting the kids out, you know, you're doing the housework, cooking, cleaning it becomes a bit boring, let's be honest. We've all, you know, we've all looked at our lives, people that are married, and, you know, you're going through everything the same day. It's like Groundhog Day. It's It gets a bit boring. So instead of sat sitting there and discussing it with your partner, then some people might think, right, well, I'm going out there and, you know, finding someone that gives me this excitement makes me want to live again rather than going home to your same partner and the same boring life. So they go out. In fact, they don't even need to be going out. It could be a work colleague. It could be anybody. So they strike up a conversation, talk about their Monday life, and realise that, well, actually, this other person makes me feel good when I'm talking to them. This other person actually listens to me when I'm talking to them. It's not about the kids or home or bills. It's actual conversation about, you know hobbies and things that they like doing and then they start you know their mind starts wandering and then they think oh I like a bit of this forget they've got a wife or a husband at home and bang they're having a full-blown affair it's sad but that's the reality you've got you know if you've also changed as a person which is normal to do we all change you know in life you could you know you're married to the same person for God knows how how many years. You fall in and out of love with your partner all the time, but there's always this medium ground that you always meet and, you know, you fall back in love. That's just normal. But some people, you know, they could be falling out of love and think, oh, this is it. This is it. I don't love you anymore. And go off and find someone else, but not even tell the partner, well, by the way, I don't love you, so... Let's end this because that would be a normal thing to do, would be the appropriate thing to do, would be end it and then move on to another relationship. But they don't because they still want that safety blanket, don't they, that they've got if things don't work out. They've still got their wife, husband and their kids at home, so it's fine. You know, you grow apart. So, like I said in my previous comment where, you know, your life is like Groundhog Day, so you kind of start resenting that and then you change and then you grow apart, which again is all right to do. But I think ultimately in all of this, it's the lack of communication. There's not much communication going on there if there's an affair beginning because I feel like if you're talking to each other when you feel like you're not wanted or you've got problems and you think that the partner doesn't even have a clue about, talk to them. Instead of going out there 
and talking to somebody else. You know, you've got to speak to your partner about your problems. That would be step one to try and avoid any of this shit happening. Let's be honest. And does all these points that I've made justify anybody having an affair? I think not. In my humble opinion, I don't think so. I think nothing can justify it. You would have to sit down and have a conversation. That's my opinion on it. If you feel like your eyes are wandering or you've fell out of love or your life is boring, communicate. Speak to your partner and tell them how you feel because it can be avoided. You know, the grass is not greener. Trust me. I've not tried it, but I'm sure it's not greener. Okay, so even if you decide to have an affair, the effects of an affair, especially in a South Asian community, doesn't just affect the husband and the wife and the children. It affects two extended intermediate families as well. So not only are you ruining one person's life, you're actually ruining a whole load of lives, including children. So in the Asian community, if you're a man and you have an affair, the repercussions are completely different to if you were a woman. It'd be the complete opposite sides of the scale. If you're a man, what would happen is you would get away with it. It would be okay to do, it would be brushed under the carpet because it's a man and it's in, it's in their men's nature to do stuff like that. That's what our elders have taught us, what their elders have taught them. It's become a, just a normal thing for men to go out and have an affair. If they do get caught for like their wife or, you know, they've been caught by another family member, if the parents get to know that their son is having an affair, what usually happens is... If the wife does speak about it, they are told to stay quiet because it's what a wife does. It's what a good wife does. She would have to stay quiet because she's breaking up her own home by discussing anything that's negative. So what would happen is the wife would be told that it's your fault. You're ruining your marriage by even talking about it. So just leave it. He's still coming home to you. He's still bringing you money. He's paying the bills. He's still looking after you. Why would you want to ruin that? So instead of looking at the whole situation and thinking, well, why is my son, my brother, my nephew, whatever it is, why is he going out and doing that? It's, nope, you as a woman should keep your mouth shut. And even if it does get to, you know, they start questioning it, it's, well, why is he going out? to have an affair? What have you done? So either way, it doesn't matter. You're going to, the woman is always going to get screwed because if it's, oh, wait a minute, it's your fault. Why is he going out there and looking for something out there? Why is he not getting anything at home? Secondly, well, actually, he is having an affair, but if you say anything about it, you're ruining your own marriage. And that's what our older generation have taught us, just to stay quiet and think it's normal. It's a normal marriage if your man goes out and cheats on you or has an affair. She's told to stay quiet because, you know, she's got children. So for the sake of your children, can you, can you not just stay quiet for this? You're going to ruin, again, you, you ruin your marriage, being a obedient wife, you know. 
And I just feel like it's such a shame because some women actually get really scared of saying anything because they know that they're not going to have some support from their elders, whether it's their in-laws or even their own parents. I know parents that have told their children to just, you know, stay quiet because you're going to ruin your marriage. You know, where are you going to go with children? How are you going to support you and your children? You know, so women get scared and they think, well, do you know what? I'm actually not going to say anything. So sometimes you've got women who will actually go to the parents and say something, or you've got women who already know that their husband's having an affair, but they choose not to say anything because that's all they've known. So they're either scared because they know that no one's actually going to support them, or secondly, it could be that they're actually quite naive and think, well, it's fine because my husband's still providing for me. You know, they've got married at a young age. They've not really worked. They've always been a housewife. They've brought up the kids. They've, you know, looked after the house, cooked, cleaned, looked after the husband, the in-laws. So that's all they've known. And then when something like this happens, they themselves think, oh my God, what am I going to do? I can't survive in this big bad world all by myself. So instead of you know, saying something, they'll keep it within themselves and just think, it's fine, as long as he's coming back to me. He's providing for me, as long as he's coming back to me, it's absolutely fine. And I think in cases like this, it's, you know, if you choose to kind of forgive your husband, there's always going to be some trust issues. How, I feel like, how can you have a marriage if there's no trust? Or even a relationship if there's no trust? I just think the single thing that holds a marriage together is trust. If you don't have trust, it's very, very hard to carry on in a relationship. You know, could you imagine if your husband's phone pings and you think, oh, is he going to meet his girlfriend or is that his bitten inside phoning him? Is that his booty call? You know, if he's getting calls in the middle of the night and then you've got like, if he's going to work or if he's going out, where is he going? Who's he going to see? Imagine having to live your life like that because you don't know how to stick up for yourself or you've been told by your elders to stay quiet and just deal with it because that's what a good wife does. I know in some cases, you know, if a man's caught having an affair or caught cheating and it's, you know, it's not a one night thing. It's, you know, he's been going out with this woman for months, could be years even. The parents kind of know about it and, you know, the man's not willing to mend his ways, is quite happy to have two bits. So... Some parents even suggest, you know, that to make it all halal, to make it all legit in God's eyes and everybody else's eyes, just do your nikah. So have a second marriage and have a second wife. And it's, and that is honestly, it's actually quite common because I know a couple of people that's happened to and I just think, oh my God, a woman got her husband cheating was devastated, told the family, and the family, I think, did try and persuade him, but that didn't help. And then, yep, he, she, the family just thought, well, actually, if he's not going to leave her, then the halal way would be to have a second wife and he can keep, you know, both. And, well, they're not together anymore, so you can imagine how that went down with the first wife. She was just like, I don't think so. And I think she's one of the stronger ones because there are few people that would probably be like, you know what, that's absolutely fine. As long as it's, she's not in my face, she, I know she doesn't exist. I don't physically see her, then you know what, it's fine. 
And I just think, God, that's that's quite sad and it's quite scary if this is the type of, you know, the world that we're living in nowadays where parents, you know, our elder generation are encouraging and supporting their sons doing stuff like that. I think there needs to be a line where they can't cross, whether it's, you know, whether they're kids or not, there should be a line where you think, right, no, that's right and that's wrong, you know. You can't cross that line, end off. And if you do, there's going to be trouble. Now, if you were a woman having an affair in the South Asian community, it would be absolute chaos. Honestly, I'm not even exaggerating. It would be the end of the world. So she wouldn't even get a chance to explain if there was an explanation. Just given a divorce, blamed everything happening in the marriage would be blamed on her. She'd be thrown out the house. She'd be given, you know, she wouldn't even be given the kids. In most cases, she'd be lucky if she saw the kids again, you know. And on top of all that, what would happen is she'd get fully, fully annihilated. Honestly, her reputation would be tarnished. There would be rumours spread, you know, different stories being told about what she was doing. And it would just be, like I said, the end of the world. Now, that's probably about 80% of the Asian community that would totally banish the wife. In very, very rare cases, in fact, no, I wouldn't say rare because I can count up to three women that I know have had an affair and their husbands known about it but obviously not said it out loud and they've kept quiet so sometimes men as well don't say anything why well same same reason as a woman does probably too scared to find somebody else you know it's the mother of their children and they probably do love her so if they told the family or told anyone the family would straight away say you know divorce her leave her And maybe the man doesn't want to and thinks, you know, it's a phase, she'll get over it and it'll be fine. You know, because sometimes that does happen. You know, women go through phases. Not all women, by the way. Some women do go through phases where they're just, you know, sick and tired of the same life. So they go out and find some excitement. And the husband knows. So they know that, oh, right, okay, so she's out there finding something, but I don't want to ruin it long term. So I'll stay quiet and just deal with it and pretend it's not happening. Some women can get depressed. So they're depressed, not saying that that's an excuse, but, you know, they can be depressed with whatever reason and they go out just looking for sex to make themselves feel better. They're on a high, so they go out and do what they need to do and when the come down's quite... You know, it's quite harsh and they think, oh my God, what have I done? I've got a husband, I've got kids. But then it's like a vicious circle, then they're just doing it again almost every weekend. It happens, you know. So, like I said before, it's, you know, it's widespread in the Asian community with men and women nowadays. And I think a lot of it as well has got to do with, nowadays, I think, you know, our marriages and we how we view relationships are completely different to what the older generation used to do. Because their view was, you know, you're married and that's it. You will die. 
with the same man. You know, you're not going to be getting married again. You won't ever get divorced. But I feel like nowadays there are a lot more divorces. And, you know, I'm not saying that you should be in an abusive relationship or whatever, because I feel like, you know, if you're unhappy and you're not in a good place and you're getting abused, then definitely I feel like you need to get out. But, you know, people divorce now over small things. But not just that. Even if they don't want to divorce, say, you know, they've still got the stigma of, you know, I don't want to be divorced. What they do is they they think, well, actually, if you, I'm, I'm going out to find someone. So they'll go out and mess about outside, start having affairs. This is both men and women. You know, they're less tolerant of what they would take in a marriage. Whereas our elders would take anything and not even think about, you know, going out there and sleeping with someone else. Well, not all of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, because obviously the elder generation still had affairs, but they never spoke about it. And I feel like this is why our generation and, you know, our children's generation, like, well, especially our generation, we're a bit more messed up in allowing affairs and staying quiet because... We've been taught not to say anything, you know. We've we've been taught to be the good wife and just stay quiet and deal with deal with, you know, whatever happens. And I just think, you know, it shouldn't be like that. I think we need to break the cycle of this whole thing of just not opening up. There's no communication and teach your children that every action has a consequence. So when you decide to do something like that, think about it, think twice. And, you know, go home and speak to your partner. You know, the older generation never ever, you know, sat down and had a conversation with their husbands or wives if there was an issue in the marriage. That's another thing. They just kind of got on with it. Whereas I think that's, I mean, you can't, live life with no communication you know if you've got problems and you want to discuss something you need to sit down with your other half and discuss it you know and I think that's what we need to have with our husbands and our wives and pushing forward we need to have teach our children that you know if you feel a certain way or you don't want to do anything it's okay to communicate that it's okay to sit and talk about you know your feelings and if you're feeling left out or you feel a certain way, that's fine. Talk about it because talking about it can easily resolve the problem. And sometimes a problem isn't that big. And the bottom line is, whatever you choose to do, whether you're having an affair or, you know, you're having one night stand or whatever it is, you might not get caught now, tomorrow, next week, but it always catches up with you. I believe 100% that you will always get caught. So why why do it in the first place? Affairs are always going to happen. But all I've got to say is, whether you're a man or a woman, always have self-respect for yourself. And speak up. You know, know your worth. Basically, don't take shit off anyone. Live your best life with your partner without having an affair. 
And on that note, I want to thank you all for listening to my very first episode. I really hope you all enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed making it. And if you have any comments or any stories, if you want to discuss any of the issues that I've talked about, please contact our socials and we can get a discussion going. As I said before, it will all be anonymous, so please don't be afraid to get in touch. And I hope you all can tune in next week for another hot topic. Bye.